0: Dental.com. He this is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. Powered by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, uh, for our homeboy Jeff Burton, and Jamie Rivers. Jamie Rivers, happy Friday and happy post Blues window. We got a win! Yeah! Yeah! the streak is over. Man, I was watching so I, my daughter had a at a play last night at her school. So, I did not get to see any of the game, but I was I was checking. And, and <laughs> I just every once in a while I'd be like, "Oh yeah." Uh, oh yeah, but they they pulled it out. How did the boys play last night? Before we got a lot to talk about, but and I want to talk about the announcement that we made today earlier on the point with the toast to Jeff and all that sort of stuff. Yes. But let's let's go hockey first today. How did the boys look last night? They looked good.
1: Like It wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. There were still some mistakes that were made. There were lapses in coverage. There were some turnovers, some puck management issues. But they battled through it. Mm-hmm. That, to me, was the biggest thing. It's like you go back to this, this eight-game losing streak, they didn't battle through it. There would be a, oh, like the body language and the, yeah. here it comes again type thing. And then they get the doors blown off of them, right? Not last night. They got up. Uh, San Jose wouldn't go away. They just kept coming back, coming back, and they played hard. But the Blues just kept after it. Mm -hmm. They didn't give up. You could tell there was just a different vibe. And I was very fortunate to be working between the benches last night. So I've said this to you before. You get a whole new perspective of what's going on down there. Mm -hmm. And now as a player, I know what's going on. But when you're doing the game and you're so far up in some buildings, I mean, it just looks like hockey. It's like, okay, you know, you don't get a feel for the energy, the frustration, the elation. You just don't yeah. feel that. Last night was great. There were some ups and downs. Guys were getting after it. Like, right away in the first period, you could tell that the Blues, like they were like, this ends tonight. And, uh, and every time San Jose would score, the Blues would come back with a big shift. And it just was a different vibe. It was, again, it wasn't a perfect game so anybody who's listening right now oh I like it no, no I'm celebrating the fact that this team didn't roll over right and they kept pushing back and that to me is a step in the right direction
0: now I saw Jordan Cairo had a goal last night he played great and, he played great yeah and I, I I you know obviously he has definitely been somebody that's that's been kind of garnering uh, fan heat over the course yeah, of the last and we call couple that weeks. a lightning rod yeah yeah mm-hmm. what did he do last night that he hadn't been doing before so
1: for the last 3 games including last night he's been much better so anybody who wants to just dog on Jordan Cairo, I get it. He had a few games that were stinkers. No doubt about it. But the last three games, starting in Boston, he had five shots on net in Boston, four shots on net in Philly, and he had four shots on net last night, and he scored a goal. So what more do you want from yeah, the yeah. man? Now are there, And he had some big – hang on, sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry no, no, no. He had some really big defensive plays in Philadelphia, a couple of really good back checks disrupting a play. Like, he's working harder. It's never going to be perfect. Jordan Cairo is never going to be Patrice Bergeron mm-hmm. or Ryan O'Reilly, where it's a perfect two-way game. It's never going to be that way. But what he's doing right now is he's working, and he's getting open. And last night when he scored on the power play, like you could just see it in his face. He was like, ah,
0: oh, yes, like that moment, you yeah. know? So, like, when you kind of—and I, I don't know if I want to call him he, that he was in a slump or whatever, but like— when you're thinking about it all the time, obviously you're gripping your stick harder. You're, the, the shots aren't coming to you as easy. So now, are you just, you just kind of feel like you can just play your game? You're not in your head? Does that sort of stuff just go away? It's amazing
1: how quickly you can forget about things. Yeah. You know, and, and it's a great thing. Now, the one thing that the coaching staff, their job now, is to continuously remind him of why he's having that success. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, don't do this. It's, hey, you're getting you're getting five shots on net, four shots on net, four shots on net. You got rewarded. You ended up with a goal. Why? Well, one, you shot the puck right away. It was a fantastic pass by Pavel Buchnevich, by the way. It was like, I don't even know how he saw Kyrie there, but he did. But nonetheless, it's the coach's job to find the guys when they, when they turn it around in situations like this and tell them why it's turning around. Mm-hmm. It's not just by accident. It's not a coincidence. You're putting in the work. You're doing things differently, and you're being rewarded. So for me, that's the biggest thing is now you've got Kyru in a nice in a, in a nice frame of mind to take advantage of that. This is when the coaching can happen, not just for Jordan Kyru, for any of the the Blues players who had a good game last night, and they all played very hard. I, I really have a hard time finding one guy who didn't play well. Not everybody played great, but you could tell that they played well. And, man, let's talk about that fourth line. I know you didn't get a chance to yeah. see the game last yeah. night. Wow. That's what it's supposed to look like. Noel Achari had a game of all games. He ended up getting the insurance goal, uh, the empty netter for the Blues, but he won faceoffs all night long. He had big hits. He had block shots. He was playing on Ryan O'Reilly's right wing when the game was on the line. And Alexandrov, okay, this guy can stay. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, what, I'm what in. What was it? What, what was it about him? Speed, mm-hmm. energy, tenacity. He had a couple of really big. Uh, hits, and he had an incredible play in the second period where the puck got rimmed down behind the net and he had, he had to pull it off the wall. He made a little fake and then absorbed the checking from the defenseman and whew, put it right out through the front of the net to the slot. Achari was right there. It just was out in front of him too far. It was an incredible play. Yeah. And then the, just the energy and the speed and the tenacity, like it's, it's exactly what Chief wants.
0: And Chief after the games, the fourth line was excellent. So what does this mean for a guy like Logan Brown that seemingly cannot keep himself healthy, man? Well, And, and it seems like, you know, man, I mean, you're talking about this guy's performance in his first game as a, as a blue. Yeah. And it still feels like sometimes when we're seeing Logan Brown out there, we're not really noticing Logan Brown out there. So he's always – he's been in a tough spot,
1: okay, because he's not a fourth-line player. And mm-hmm. I understand – and listen, I'm the first one, if anybody's listening, goes, Oh, Jamie, you said people need to adapt. They do. They do. Ultimately, you have to. You have to figure it out. Um, but, he, you know, it's not that he hasn't figured it out. He's still trying. And, but the problem is he can't get enough of a uh, string of games together to figure it out, yeah, you know, like he ended, he was playing on the right wing with Ryan O'Reilly in Philadelphia, and I thought they had some pretty good zone time, uh, some pretty good plays, but then he gets injured, and it's not the, it's not Logan Brown's fault. Yeah, I mean, he's got an upper body injury that I can tell you, uh, I won't disclose, but it's serious. So where it's like, it's not like oh he could play through it. No, yeah, he cannot play through this. Okay, uh, so that stinks, and it's the Wally Pip situation. Yeah, man. It just is. Donnie, I thrived on the Wally Pip situation. My last three, four years in the NHL, anytime anybody got hurt, I was ready to go. Yeah. And then once I got in, I never like came out because I'd never got hurt. Lie. I
0: right. did. Right, but, but you weren't telling anybody.
1: No, I would go to my own doctor. I'd leave the rink, go to my own doctor, my own therapist. Every, I was doing everything away from the rink. It's one point where the trainers call me Robocop. <laughs> He's like, This guy's never hurt. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm dragging a leg behind me. I shouldn't be laughing at this at all. <laughs> well, it's because the fear of the coach, because the coach talks to the trainer every day. Right. And who's hurt? Who's in the training room today? What's wrong with them? If, oh, Rivers was in here, and I was hurt all the time because of the way I played. Yeah. So if it's every day I'm in the training room, well, let's give him a break. You know, he's obviously, no. uh I don't want that break. Coach probably said, well, is he never? No, nope, Never in here. Okay. Yep. Suiting him up. Suit him up. So to get back on topic, though... You know, a a young player has to put a string of games together. So Logan Brown has to heal, and he has to continue to work hard. There's no rolling over and just being like, oh, I give up. No, not not if you want to play in the NHL long term. He's got work to do. That's it. That's the bottom line. But in the meantime, Alexandrov, Pitlick, Toropchenko, and Walker, that is a competition Mm -hmm. right now. That is a competition. Like, I was looking at that line last night where Noel Achari is a fixture. He's going to be your fourth line center. He's your Tyler Bozak, okay, Uh, with more physicality, basically. and Maybe not as much offensive upside either. But what I'm trying to say is your steady leadership guy on Mm -hmm. that fourth line. Mm -hmm. I was imagining what a Toropchenko-Alexandrov-Achari line would look like because those guys would just be buzzing. Walker as well. Like, Chief has some really, really legitimate options now for the fourth line. I know it's like, oh, you're celebrating the fourth line. Not celebrating it, but it sure is nice to have a line that can get out there and play eight to ten minutes a game and disrupt the opposition, take some of the heavy lifting off of the shoulders of, you know, Braden Shan and Ryan O'Reilly, Robert Thomas, Help those guys out,
0: and their hard work can create one of those dirty goals every every once because in a while. Last night
1: they should Alexandrov in the second period. There was a rebound. Where was he? In front of the net. You want to huh. go score goals in the NHL, kid? Go to the net. Right. Amazing. And he had a. He, he should have scored a goal. The defenseman like wrapped him up like a boa constrictor. I couldn't believe there wasn't a penalty. I couldn't believe it. But he had that scoring chance. Uh, then the Nolachari scoring chance.
0: Like they had two or three scoring chances, legitimate out of your fourth line. I'll take that. Yeah. So, you know, one of the guys who's absolutely, without a doubt, one of my favorite Blues players, he has definitely struggled a bit uh, to start the year, and you see it in his face, and that's the captain, Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, he's having a tough go. You, you... I, I don't know the exact question that I want to ask here, but I, I am obviously concerned about maybe production at this point, especially when it's a um, a contract year. Yeah. You know, how do you view this? And as and this is impossible to to ignore. But like Doug Armstrong, seeing these lack of goals, lack of assists, that sort of thing too. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. I'm starting to wonder if this is more of a situation that maybe after this season, Ryan O'Reilly isn't here. Well, look, all of it is possible. Even if Ryan
1: O'Reilly scored 30 goals this year. You're you're (laughs) right. Based on the track record of unrestricted free agents who have ended up walking here in St. Louis, I don't, I mean, I have no idea, okay? But based on his production right now, and I know what you're alluding to is that Armstrong wouldn't even offer a contract. I think that, are you, I don't want to put words in your mouth. yeah. That's what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So Ryan O'Reilly is struggling statistically. There's no doubt. But he's still your pillar. Mm -hmm. You know, like you look at the end of the game. You look at uh, big situations. Who goes over the boards? Ryan O'Reilly does. He doesn't have goals and assists that are piling up right right now. Okay? Doesn't mean they can't get there. He's also had a revolving door of line mates. Mm -hmm. Whether it's been the Cairo experiment, whether it's Brandon Saad who's been out for an extended period of time, Ryan O'Reilly – Out of all the lines, he's had the most inconsistency out of any other centerman. So, it's not an excuse, it's a fact, but I think that he will get going. He plays too much, he's too good, he's too smart not to get going. Now, does it look like, um, you know, a 60 or 70 point season? No, it doesn't. It's probably going to be a 40 or 50 point season for Ryan O'Reilly at this point. Okay? But, isn't that where he's trending anyways? Like overall, don't right. you? Like, I, I guess as you know he's getting saying? older,
0: you're kind of saying within this team, right? Oh so yes, you're
1: not rely like even last year you didn't rely on him. You're for right. Office. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. And so you had Tarasenko, Cairo, Thomas, Bucnevich, like those guys. You were relying upon them. Ryan O'Reilly was still a staple on your number one power play and the second power play in the NHL, and he wasn't you know your big point getter, but he was making plays and he was a part of it. He's your penalty kill. So if Ryan O'Reilly for me gets forty to fifty points and still can contribute the way he does, he's a very valuable piece to this hockey club. What do you think a deal for him looks like? I said it not too long ago. I said three years, 15 million. Okay. Five million a year. And you know, I, I don't think that's that's outlandish. You know, some people are like, he's gonna want seven or eight. He might. He might want seven or eight million dollars, but if you're looking at offensive production you know those guys that are getting that kind of money are producing sixty to ninety points a season, right? You know, so it's it's tough to put him in that category. I know he's got a well uh, he's got a well rounded game and all that, but I don't know. I think three years,
0: fifteen million. If I was Ryan O'Reilly, and I can't speak for him, I would do that deal. See, this is when, and I'll be very forthright with you, dude. This is when my fandom supersedes like. You know my my any sort of hockey brain I have. I just love that guy. I love watching him work. You know when the Blues are going through this losing streak, you see him at Centine with his kid shoveling in pucks. By the way, how funny was that? I mean, I I think it shows the kind of freaking leader that the dude is, man.
1: Well, he um, he went to Centine, and the sole purpose was to just get on the ice with his kid. Okay. And what it turned out to be was he's putting his kid through the paces, like doing drills, the same drills as he's doing. Then he has his kid passing him the puck for one-timer so he can work on his one-timer. Like in true Ryan O'Reilly fashion. (laughs) It wasn't just taking the kid to the rink. We got some work in. What dad, by the way, goes out there full gear? If it's for the kid, <laughs> right? I guess you're right. I didn't think about, think that. about that for a second. Like, <laughs> if you want to be safe out there, okay, maybe you wear your helmet because you know
0: whatever. You fall, you trip. You fall, whatever. right?
1: But I've been on the ice so many times with my kids when I'm, when I'm working with them, and it's just a tracksuit, right? Ryan right, Ryan's right, out there full gear, mouthguard in. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, love, I love it so much. But again, dude, when you see that sort of thing, it's hard to not get. You know, emotionally invested in the player and the person. And he's an awesome
1: dude. Yeah. Okay, so, like, that's the part, too, that's so hard. It's so hard when, you, uh, when you're when you in the business. And, and fans that get uh, aggravated and frustrated by the business side, who maybe don't understand it or don't want to, whatever. But Ryan O'Reilly is an awesome dude. Now, I was very fortunate to get on, uh, on the road with the team for, what, three, four days, the East Coast swing with Boston and Philly, I had a lot of times just chat with the guys, and he's just an awesome dude struggling the team is struggling, always has time to chat and talk, and you know kind of give you some insight as to what he's seeing, and none of it on the record of course. sure sure, um but you just sit there and like, you know what it's pretty awesome dude right there. Yeah. This team is very fortunate to have him.
0: I think one of my favorite parts of seeing Dr. Maxwell and being a patient at Crestwood Dental Group is that we talk uh, just as much sports as we do anything else when I'm in that dental chair. And listen, Dr. Maxwell, a huge Blues fan, huge Cardinals fan, and more than any of that, he is an amazing dentist, and I love being a patient at Crestwood Dental Group. Uh, located off of Watson uh, in uh, Sunset Hills, it's just a really great spot for me and my family Uh, my kids are patients my dad my brother uh, Mary are all patients of Crestwood Dental Group and we wouldn't be if it wasn't a great place to go so listen if your family needs a dentist or if you're not happy with maybe where you are give the folks at Crestwood Dental a call 314-463-5655 that's 314-463-5655 it is Crestwood Dental Group one of the proud sponsors of the Last Minute Blues podcast a couple things here real quick before uh, I know you you got to get out of here, but one it looks like those Ottawa Senators are getting sold.
1: Yeah, I kind of thought this would happen because I just don't know how good the coaching is there. Um, and it's not a shot at, at DJ Smith. Uh, you know, he's done an adequate job, but I feel like they need a next level coach right mm-hmm. now. Like the team is ready to take that next step. And I think that like somebody with experience a lot of it taking that team and you know running with it would do a good job and the, the
0: players have to be better too bottom line will there be an ottawa ownership group pitch that will have a uh, rivers name in said pitch uh yes that's what I thought.
1: Yeah, there, there is... Because I got
0: excited about Ryan Reynolds until I was like, oh, wait, no, but then maybe that messes with Jamie's brother being able to buy the team. Yeah,
1: no. Um, and so let's be clear. My brother does not have the capital. No, but to, he would be a
0: part of a group. He's
1: he's already a part of a group with a bunch of guys in there that are like mega billionaires as far as their companies and what they run in Canada. Some of the richest guys in Canada. And they all play hockey together. Like a Friday fun... Uh, what do they call it? Friday, fun day. And they go play hockey and they go drink after and they have a good time. And then um, the one individual has his own plane. And so there's times where he'll call my brother up and be like, hey, do you want to go to Miami for a couple of days? And he's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. My brother's very
1: much like me in a lot of ways to where he likes to have a good time um, and he knows how to have
0: a good time. Yeah.
1: And so these guys enjoy having him around. <laughs> And uh, kind of the uh
0: kind of the, the fun stir a little much. bit. Yeah, hey, yeah. No,
1: don't get me wrong, my brother uh runs a very successful advertising company in Canada, which is you know, which was the gateway to meeting all these guys and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, the hockey and that stuff followed and but yeah, there's a group of individuals um that are getting together and it, it's very much a situation to where do they all want to get their own group and try to buy, it, or do they want to just power up together and have you know an incredible ownership group that could potentially include Ryan Reynolds who also Ryan Reynolds doesn't have the capital to buy a hockey team. Sure. He would be a small partner, obviously a big face for the franchise, but yeah, there's you know what, Donnie, anything's possible. All right? Maybe I'll end up being head coach of the Ottawa Senators.
0: I was thinking that, too, man. I was thinking that, too. I was like, I wonder what Jamie could hire me for in Ottawa. We could totally move. Um, I'm not going to be the head coach. No, so, and I, I do want to end with this, man. Uh, today, the station and uh, the Riz Show announced uh, Toast for Jeff Burton. Yeah. Uh, happening on December the 6th uh, at the pageant. There's going to be a bunch of surprises. Uh, And, you know, I don't exactly know how the evening is going to go. Who cares? But I would assume that you and I will be part of the madness at at some point or the other. If not, we're going to be there.
1: Donnie, I sent a text to to Riz this morning and and said, basically, I don't care what your plans are. I'm going to be there. All right. Great. December the 6th. Maybe I didn't word it like that. (laughs) But, no, I did say that no matter what... Uh, is going on, I'm a part of anything that you guys need. And so whatever the case, if it's just sitting there and telling Jeff stories or if it's sitting there and drinking beer with people or whatever,
0: yep, I will be there. I am so excited for it. I'm too, man. And as as we're doing this, uh, uh, Jamie has his Burton Legend shirt on, <laughs> and I have my Jeff Burton Forever <laughs> shirt on. So we're doing it right on a Friday. Great minds think alike. All right, uh, Mr. Uh, Rivers, I would like for you to have yourself a tremendous weekend. Thank you. You too. I think, uh, oh, I'm going to do it as a matter of fact. Good job. I've got still, st- my daughter still has two more performances of her play. Okay, gotta... let's get into that for a second. What, what's the play? Uh, it's called Puffs. It's like this it's like this Harry Potter sort of spin-offish sort of thing. Okay. And um first of all, um are you a Harry Potter guy? Don't understand a single thing about okay, it. Sir. So
1: my girlfriend is a Harry Potter nut. Fanatic, right, a fanatic. To like she's seen all the movies so many times and read the books and all this and I'm like I'm just I I don't know if I'm a magic kind of guy. You know, that's where that now I have offered to watch the movies. Yeah. Because I feel like that's the
0: right thing to do. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, but I, I don't, I don't, you know, I got it as best as I could, but you know how it goes, man. When you see your kid doing anything. Yeah. Let's get back to that. So the puffs. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she's just, she's a part of the cast. Um, And, uh, you know, I think I told this story already on the podcast, but the first when she knew the auditions were coming up, she said to me, Dad, I'm going to try out for this. I'm not going to make it, I know, because I'm a freshman, but I'm going to try. And she was so excited after her audition, she almost ran to the car and was like, Dad, I made him laugh. I know I did a really good job. <laughs> and so she didn't get a lead, but she got a good part in the, in the show. And, man, it just, uh, you know, man, it was just when she came on stage for the first time, I completely teared up. Um, but then was able to really like, just enjoy not only her work, but the other kids, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's, there's a lot to this, to this particular production and these kids were just absolutely on point That's and awesome. just being able to watch it was and watch her do it was so incredible. But then tonight her mom and I aren't going okay. Um, tomorrow night we're back home with our grandparents and things, but she's so excited tonight. Because somebody's coming that she's looking forward to seeing. But she won't say who it is. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. So it was like, so you guys aren't coming tomorrow night? You sure you're not coming tomorrow night? (laughs) You positive you're not coming tomorrow night? You know you should drop in now. Oh, dude, absolutely. (laughs) So it was just, uh, you know, man, and I'm a sap. But we have these moments with our kids that bring us back to our middle. uh, To where we need to be. Mm -hmm. You know? Because I was... Ticked off at the universe yesterday about some stuff around here. It was silliness. I got home, and we did that, and it was just like, ah, you know? Yeah. And it's just wonderful, man. I'm just so goddamn lucky, and I don't take any of it for granted, man. Well, you shouldn't
1: either. It's great. Now, speaking of parents and kids and all that, uh, just to put a bow on all this. Yeah. The Blues have their mom's trip starting today. So the moms uh, flew in to St. Louis, and today— uh, I believe they attend practice, and they, the moms get to be a part of everything. So the team meetings, the power play, the penalty kill, anything that they want to be a part of, they're basically a member of the team. And then they'll fly out with the guys to Vegas. By the way, good good planning, Army.
0: Nice job. Oh, what are you going
1: to do, <laughs> go out to Vegas with your mom there? <laughs> Would you do that with your mom around? <laughs> uh, that's brilliant, it's Army. Brilliant. That's brilliant. It's brilliant. So the moms will go to Vegas with the team. Um, and then at the hotel, they're part of the pregame meal. They're part of like the pregame snack. They're part of the postgame meal, like everything. They literally are like one of the players. And so they'll travel with them through uh, Vegas, Colorado, end up in Chicago. I'm joining the team in Chicago to do a game there. So it's going to be fun to be a part of that. And I just know my dad got to do a trip uh, when I was with the Red Wings he was pretty blown away at like all of the stuff that goes on and how hard it is and how demanding it is. And, you know, I never had a chance to have my mom go on the trip, but I always thought that would be great. Cause the moms, honestly, they're the ones that are the glue. They are. When they, when you're growing up and you've got three games in two days and this, dads are great. Nothing wrong with that. But the moms are the glue. They make sure you get fed that you've got your stuff, that you don't forget your jerseys that like, and so this is going to be awesome for the Blues to have the, the moms go on the trip and have them be a part of it. Um, is this the first year they've done a mom's trip? I think it's the first time they've done a mom's trip. They've okay. done the dad's trip yeah. a couple of times. But it's really I think it's an awesome move by the team to do this.
0: I one. love it. And also, too, man, I mean, you know those are hockey moms just like hockey dads, like oh, you yeah. were just saying. Trips to the rink, all of that sort mm-hmm. of thing, man. Well, you can't play crappy in front of your mom. Dude, absolutely. Go back not. to the room. And she's going to make sure you hear about it. Well, and just like you can't go crazy in Vegas when you're there with <laughs> mommies. Sure. Uh, for our homeboy, Jeff Burton, that's Jamie Rivers, Donnie Fandango. Thank you so much for listening to the Last Minute Blues Podcast. As always, let's go blues. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Powered by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. Geico asks How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance?